Yo, yo, how's everybody motherfucking doing? Shanice told me not to do two yo's, but I decided to do it any fucking way because I'm grown. I'm grown as hell. I can do two yo's if I fucking want to. Guess what we have? We got the stats. That heat. Now, y'all will be seeing this on, what is today, Wednesday? Y'all be seeing this on Wednesday. Uh, we will be dropping this. To, to go along with the drunk cast. This is supposed to come out Monday. We have some technical, <laughs> some technical difficulties uh, with, with dropping this. But just to make sure that we we, we want to put out an episode of Wayne and Cronin, you know, talking sports every single week. So we was like, all right, let's push it back to Tuesday. More technical difficulties, te- technical difficulties happen. So this morning... We both made sure we got up to bring you all this fire-ass content. No sleep. No sleep. Fire content, though. This week, we got XFL Week 5 halfway through. We're going to give y'all not only the games that we normally give y'all, the power rankings that we normally give y'all, the players' best and worst of the week that we normally give y'all, but as we keep adding and producing this show, we have something else that we're going to do. And hopefully, next XFL season, we can do it then, too, if they come with a season two, which I definitely believe they will. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, XFL is giving themselves, they have enough money for three years. They have enough money to sustain themselves three years without making a single profit. So we're going to have a few years of XFL, at least at least three at minimum. When it comes to that, don't they make they profit off of uh Tickets, I sponsorships, sponsorships tickets, but sponsors the like the t- the uh, ratings of of it. Yeah, yeah, like well, the higher the ratings, the more people buy tickets, and I don't know honestly how. I honestly don't give me the line. I'm not 100 percent sure how how the game of football makes money besides ticket sales and well, merchandise and shit. For it to be on, for it to be on whatever channel it's on, don't they get paid for it to be put on that? Facts, channel? facts. As a matter of fact, you're 100 percent right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, what else? What else? Oh yeah. What we're gonna bring to y'all is who is our halfway, our mid-season MVP. That's obvious. Who's the mid? <laughs> I, I mean, apparently, he, <laughs> That's he, he, he already knows who he is. I'm gonna review. The, I'm gonna go through everything, but. Mid-season MVPs, and we're going to give y'all the mid-season stat leaders for the defense and the offense. And then we have two things that we're going to talk about. Um, After that, we're going to talk about the coronavirus and how it's been kind of hitting the sports landscape. And then this week, we um, have one one question, possibly two. I have to to, to thoroughly think about the second one before I I ask it. But uh, we have one in particular. And we're going to get to that with our NBA question or questions of the week. But are you ready for this motherfucking episode? I'm ready. We as ready as we're going to possibly get. So this, this is episode cinco, episode five of Talking Sports with Way and Crony. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the motherfucking show. So, um, 
I'm not gonna do the whole Uncle Steven bit. <laughs> Basically, what the fuck just happened, right, was we attempted to uh, record this. Uh, Shanice just just got back home. Um, she had a, a prior engagement, so she called me during the during the recording the first time around. Um, I had a little joke about Steven A that I threw in there, but I feel like now that I've already said it, kind of going back or retracting like over that joke is unnecessary. Um, basically, what I said though is like if like my uncle Stephen A would not be particularly happy if he saw the actions that I am currently at the moment doing. Um, but you know, we here on Talking Sports with Wayne Crony have the opposite uh, belief of ESPN, where we say stay on the weed and mm-hmm. <laughs> stay on the weed. But something that I'm gonna get you out. <laughs> something that we are going to do on this show is a new segment called Crony's Corner. Now, on Crony's Corner, basically what's going to happen is Crony is going to give y'all some verbal heat. He got something he want to get off his chest. You want to let them know what it is? Uh, we just need to do the worldwide debate of Jordan and the King. That, that's, that you're previewing next week. But this week, you want to discuss... As far as giving he, the king them flowers, yes. Why he's still here? Yeah, yes, of course, man. He get too much hate for being the perfect sportsman. I guess you would say. I guess you would say that. Yeah. Uh, never gets in trouble. Always makes the right plays. Hold on, hold on. You giving him cronies? Cr- uh, I ain't giving him nothing. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna make the world oh, mad. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna say you giving him cronies. You giving him cronies corner I'm a little bit too early. Really, I'm gonna make him real mad. Giving him cronies corner. Matter of fact, you know what's about to be so lit about cronies corner? This is gonna be like your own little separate video on the page. Like literally every every week we do cronies corner. I'm gonna make that a specific segment so I can just put that up cronies corner and we gonna see how the internet blow up. I'm gonna talk my shit. I'm gonna talk my shit. But, first things first, let's get down to some brass tacks. <clears throat> we got New York versus Dallas. New York and Dallas both came into this game two and two. The, <clears throat> the ending score of the game was 30 to 12. Now, mind you, mind you, right? Mind you. Sorry, I'm hopping, I'm sorry I'm hopping in and out of screen. There's a lot going on right now. But mind you, last week I said without Landry Jones, Dallas would fail. Yeah, you did. You definitely caught that. I just peeped it. Like Landry Jones is top five right now, even though he's been out for a week, he's top five right now in the XFL in passing yards. So if you lose a top five QB in passing yards, yo, back got to step in. What the fuck are they going to really do? But that wasn't the reason they lost that game, though. Mm. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. That's not why they lost that game. Not why. So, well, it's part of it. It's part of it. I can't even say that, man. <clears throat> but hold on. So let me go ahead and give y'all my breakdown. I'll let him go. And then the next game <clears throat> that, we, that we do 
it's him starting off anyway. The next game we do in you is him starting, so let me jump this one up. <laughs> so, once again, I told y'all, you okay? Yeah, he gotta get it out, he gotta get it out. Hold on, gotta, gotta, he gotta get it out. So, that's the first hit of the day. That's, that's the first hit of the day. Get you, get you in the chest, like right there, right in the middle. Make you make it <laughs> but the 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 recent New York ball. Shout out to my nigga Luis Perez. Shout out to my Negroid. Like, he ain't even a nigga, but like he he definitely Spanish. But shout out to Luis Perez. Don't they say Spanish? You know. Uh, what was it? Some some some, some do. Some I don't know. If that's Mexicans and niggas too. We not. We, this is not political. <laughs> We're not about to get into that. Shout out to Luis Perez. Shout shout him out. I told y'all. Back in week four, that if in week five they put him in and make him a starter, they was gonna get a win. They did it again for week six. I mean, fuck, my fault. Run that back. So in week three, in week three, I said put Luis Perez in, make him the starter. Y'all gonna start winning some games. Week four, they did it, got the dub. This week, they did it, got the dub. Mr. Luis Perez, sixteen for thirty. 229 yards, one TD, and one interception. So we had him a pretty decent game. Pretty decent game. With the running backs, their main two, um, Victor and Stockton. Victor had 15 rushes for 58 yards, and Stockton had five rushes for 41 yards. The defense, like he said, was on point was on fucking point. The defense was on absolute point this game. Multiple defensive stops, deflections, interceptions, forced fumbles. The defense was just all over the fucking, all over the board. Um, A couple of standout receivers. Uh, Pearson, five receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown. McKay, three yards, 67, three receptions, 67 yards. And Redding, three receptions, 46 yards. And here's the crazy part, right? When me and him was re-watching the game, there's one particular play that McKay made that made him look like a man among boys. When I say he big man that ball for one for his um for one of his receptions, he yeah. big man. Like he literally went snatch like he took the cookie jar and ate the cookies, nigga. Ridiculous. Real. Now Dallas. Let's get on y'all here real quick. Y'all didn't have Landry, so I didn't I didn't particularly penalize y'all too bad in the game anyway. Um, I didn't penalize y'all too bad. But Philip Nelson, I penalized you, sir. Philip Nelson, 28, 28 um completions, 49 attempts. 50%. Yep. That, that's not good. That's definitely not good. Why are you saying that? Because uh, the average NFL QB is between like 65, 60 to 65%. No, so. I wasn't saying that uh, it's good, but you got to take into account that he is the backup quarterback and he still has uh, a, a, a 50% uh, uh, QB rating. Okay. Well, that's his passing percentage. His QB rate is actually like a little bit, a little bit lower than that. But for that game, yeah. But but that's because <laughs> he had 210 yards and two interceptions. So the two interceptions knocked him down. Something significant. The offense looked stale. They only rushed 14 times 
the whole fucking game, it was a bad game. Like it was a it was a bad game. Like don't don't let the he threw for fifty fuck he threw fifty times. He threw fifty times. They only rushed fourteen. And that's not even them. It's not their squad. It's not the squad. It's the it's the QB. To get Philip Nelson the fuck up out of there. The same way I was on Matt McGloin, the same way I've been on Cardale Jones, these QBs don't get no pass with me. These QBs get zero pass with me. I have to, in order for, for the XFL to succeed, people like good QBs. People love to see their quarterback be good. Like, or at least be able to control their fucking team. Philip Nelson couldn't do it. Now, mind you, matter of fact, I think this is Philip Nelson's like second start. I think he was the first week starter. He was week one starter, and then he started this game because Landry Jones has been in the past few weeks. So, yeah, like Philip Philip Nelson ain't it. Eric Dungy that came back to the team after his father passed. Again, condolences to the Dungy family and um, everything that y'all got going on over there. But Eric Dungy's back. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. Fuck it. Get Philip Nelson the fuck up out of there. But overall, that that's my my notes for the game. New York, New York, <coughs> definitely impressed. And New York earned earned their three and two. And Dallas, unfortunately, in this game, earned their two and three. They really earned their three and two. They earned that. They earned that three and two. I wasn't expecting them to win this game, nor the last one. And but again, what did I say? Put Luis Perez in and watch what he can do. Well, Perez didn't do that much better. 16 for 30. He didn't do that much better. As far as percentage rise, you're right. He didn't do that much better. He still had a turnover. He still threw one interception. This game was won by defense. It was. It was. That defensive it was. line, that defensive line uh, for New York just took over the game. Um, now, again, number 44 with the interception touchdown. Um, number 97, if I'm not mistaken, for either 97 or 97. Done. Yeah, the big, the big, the big man was out there. They was getting it done. They was getting it done. All like, not just, not just Saturday, but Sunday too. Like these are the Saturday games that we're talking about right now because it's two on, it's two every Saturday and two every Sunday. You can find the XFL games on ESPN, ESPN two, FS, um, FS one, like two. Yeah, FS one and two. You you can find these games quite a few places. I even think you can. I think maybe even CBS, but don't quote me on that last one. But I know for a fact, um, Fox and ESPN host games. But uh, what are your what are your so my fault? What are your thoughts about this game besides the the defense? <clears throat> Is it that, that that's that's it that's it for you? It was just the defense. That's it. Okay. Guys, you should know me by now. <laughs> What I will say though is uh, Dallas. They got away from Dallas. Yeah, um, like y'all, like my boy Cameron Artis Payne. Only fourteen rushes in my boy Cameron Artis Payne, who's in like the top three or four of the, of rushers in the league. I'm not sure what's going, what was going on with the game plan, but they what? need to stick to their identity. They need to run the football. Uh, the quarterback played good enough. For the Dallas, and if they ran the football enough, they could have won the game. Yeah. So that's really much, pretty much my take. Dallas, Dallas got away from their identity, and New York stepped up. The line stepped, stepped up. up, stepped up. They guarded New York, <laughs> but they did. 
Next, <laughs> next up, coming into the game, four and zero. Oh, they had a home game. Seattle visited Houston. That's not their name. Seattle visited MVP. There you go. Seattle was one and three. Houston was four and zero oh, coming into the game. This, by far, to me, I believe was the best. This was the best game in between this one and the LA Tampa game uh, were the, the the two best games. But again, that's a personal opinion. Um, and was the LA Tampa? Yeah, it was LA Tampa. Yeah. So again, personal opinion. But because because PJ Walker Brady um, is. <laughs> Like his guy, and this is his team. He obviously gets to start off this segment. Well, I uh, started off with the score was a uh, 32-23 Houston, of course. It was closer than what the score said. I guess the score still said it was pretty close, but uh, if you didn't watch the game, the game was pretty close. For me. The game it was. It was a good game uh, all around. Seattle, they came to play like always. But again, they were not home. There we go. Um, the evidence speaks for itself, bro. I mean, if they're not home, they're not winning. And I can I see that continuing the whole season. They might get one, maybe two away games, but I see all their wins coming from home, bro. Whatever win they get, gonna be coming from home. Uh, <clears throat> their running game. All together was about 100 yards, so they didn't really rush it that good. Uh, Daniels, he went for uh, 14 att- uh, 22 attempts, 14 completions for only 114 yards. I mean, I know y'all the running team, but the running, the running game didn't do much, so he needed to step it up, and he didn't. Right. Um, he had zero TDs. Passing. Yeah, zero passing TDs. It's bad. I understand you're going against MVP's defense. I get it. But that's bad. Hold on. So, since you're bringing up the stats, let me just give you all the complete stat lines or at least the best stat lines for both teams. Um, Like you said, B.J. Daniels, 14 for 22, 114 yards, 10 rushes, 30 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, The best receiver on that side was... Uh, Pro, three receptions, 56 yards, and an average of about 18.7 yards uh, a catch. Um, Their rushing didn't really do too much at all, so there's nothing to really speak about. Um, With on Houston's side, P.J. Walker, 27 for 38, 351 yards passing, three touchdowns, two interceptions. The wide receivers over there, uh, Cam Phillips, um, 10 receptions, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Also, by the way, P.J. Walker walked away with an 104 QBR. Uh, Mobley, six receptions, 95 yards. Nick Holly, four receptions. I didn't get the yards in there. What was the receptions for, for Holly? Holly? Yeah, the yard. The yard. It was only uh, 72 yards. 72 yards. Again, still not bad. They're rushing. Yeah, he averaged 18. They're rushing. Um, 10 rushes for 54 yards for, for Williams. And for Butler, 12 rushes, 52 yards. Two touchdowns. Um, again, that's just the again the most impressive stats between the, the two teams. Uh, but continue. Sorry. Houston was balanced. Uh, they were balanced. They were close, 
close to losing this game. Uh, Second week in a row, by the way. Defense pretty much still sealed it for them. Uh, it did. Again, for the third week in a row. Uh, but Walker had, what, uh, 351 yards. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'm pretty sure I called that last mm-hmm. week. Um, MVP is going to continue to be MVP. They're going to win the next game and lose the next one after that. Uh, but that's my take, though. Okay. Uh, I believe Seattle had a, had a good defense. I believe Seattle's defense was good. But here's the thing, right? I like to make NFL comparisons. That way y'all can get what I mean. It's no point of that this. But look, right? In a sense, you know how with Tom Brady, when Brady is down, Brady can make epic comebacks. He can fling that ball. He can get touchdowns, repeat it, and 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 come. Tom Brady's clutch. Nobody. Tom, Tom Brady's clutch. He's the goat. PJ Walker showed, in my eyes, a Brady-like clutchness. And the reason why I'm saying that is this, right? Seattle. You sure don't want to give it to the receivers though, because. Those deep passes is what they got them that game, and them the way they ran those routes. Do I want to? Do I want to? Do I want to change this up? Me at take and, and give it to the receivers. Let me let me let me, let me review my notes. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, you're right. Because again, I can't even compare it necessarily to a Brady, possibly a Rodgers, um, because of the two interceptions. That's that's not necessarily Brady like. You don't really hear too many interceptions in a Brady game. Um, at least for Brady, anyway. His opponents, maybe, but not for Brady. Even though I hate Brady, I got to give the man his credit. But, yeah, a matter of fact, you're right. I'll give it to the receivers. The receiving core over there in Houston is absolutely ridiculous. The running backs they got over there in Houston is ridiculous. The play caller, the head coach, have been able to find a way to, to maximize this offense. Like, you got to think about it. Out of all eight teams, Houston's the only one ain't nobody been able to take that. Houston's the only team has nobody been able to figure out how to take down. And we're halfway through the season. We got five games left, five weeks left. We're halfway through the season before the XFL playoffs start. And boy, when the XFL playoffs start, I can't <laughs> wait for that. I'm, I can't wait for that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, DC better make it there. Boy, boy. As of right now, we're in, though. As of right now, as of right now, we're in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, just, I feel like Seattle's defense was good. Um, I feel like B.J. Daniels makes the Seattle offense better. I feel like, not necessarily with his passing, but with his mobility, he makes the offense better. Uh, because, because he's so mobile with his legs, it opens up the passing that is there. It opens it up. So, um, Prole and, and Daniels, I always like to put together like a QB wide receiver combo, like I did with Houston and Walker and Phillips. Um, you gotta, you gotta watch those two. You gotta watch those two. Why watch Prole and watch Daniels? And if they can, if they can find a connection, like find a link, it's gonna be a dangerous combination. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a dangerous passing combination for for Seattle. They they do. That's 100% right. They just need better play calling. But the biggest thing about this goddamn game, though, wasn't, wasn't even necessarily the game. <clears throat> Last play. 
Two seconds left on the clock. At the two-second mark, P.J. Walker Brady takes a knee. Two seconds left on the clock. Everybody walks off the field. Seattle and Houston are still on the field because they, they know there's at least one possession left that Seattle got. Seattle got one more shot. Yeah. The announcers are, are, are saying it. They're like, what, the, what are they doing? It's two seconds left on the clock. Where are they going? Wait, wait, wait. Is nobody going to go get them? Is nobody going to say nothing? Like, they even say, I know y'all can hear us. Like, I, we know y'all can hear us. Yeah. Like, y'all not y'all still going to keep walking into the locker room. Y'all not going to do nothing? <laughs> it was like, like this is a, a, a crazy way to... To, to end the um to end this like XFL game. Do, do you feel they were going to score or something? I feel like they should have had their shot. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it there. I just feel like they should have had their chance. Cause you never know in football. I mean, you never know, but you I mean, you never know. You never know. We didn't see hella miracles in football. Like that's that's the beauty of football. You never know. It literally takes one play to change a whole game. But yeah, that was the the biggest thing coming coming out of there. Well, let's give them a round of applause for going five and zero. Definitely halfway through the season, five and zero, no losses. Walker is looking like an MVP candidate. They win different ways though. They That's do. That's what I like about them so much. It's like it could be the because last week it wasn't Walker at all. Last week it was the defense. Right. Like they find a way to pull the wins out. I think that's gonna happen. Even though I feel like Houston's defense is is question like they 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 they're decent. I don't feel like Houston is has like the best defense in the league. I feel like Houston's defense is decent is decent. But you wanna talk the about best the best defense in the league. You wanna talk about the best defense in the league. Hey DC. Really? <laughs> Who has more takeaways? Actually, we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna, hold on we're, we're gonna get to that we're gonna get into that not yet <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into that um the next game up DC versus St Louis I told y'all last week right that this hold game on. hold on hold on hold on hold on this game scared Let's give me it up for DC. what's up boys I told y'all what's up boys oh. <laughs> um, this game scared me. I told y'all last week when we picked who we thought was gonna win this week that I had no faith in, in DC. No. I had I had lost it no. after those two blowout losses. You can't give up on your squad. You picked them. I did. I did. I, lo- I lost the faith, but in this game I regained it. I didn't regain it because of the offense. I regained it because of the defense. Cause they they did their goddamn job. The defense did their goddamn job. You held Jordan Tayamu, who's who's damn near top two, top three QBs in the league in the XFL. You held him to six points? Literally. Think about it though. No TDs. No TDs. They, they held Hughes, they, they held St. Louis to no touchdowns. Uh-huh. They really didn't get any either. No offensive touchdowns. No defensive touchdowns. Their only score came off of a special team's return. That's it. That's it. The, the, that's why I literally just said I feel like DC's defense, or what, what he's been saying over the past, like, since the beginning, DC's defense is what 
is the glue of this team. DC's defense has been masking the lack of the offense. Nice. Like, <laughs> DC's defense has just been masking it. They're the defenders. The defense is there. We we, we defending shit. Um, it's just, again, those past couple of weeks when we got the 30 pieces, we was getting taken off the field so goddamn fast that the defense could never really catch their breath. After going back and reviewing the games, that's what I caught. But... Just some stats. Um, the the running back attack for St. Louis was definitely there. They just wasn't able to score. Matt Jones, 13 rushes, 70 yards. Christian Michael, 12 yards, 69. Um, 12 rushes, 69 yards. Yeah, that would go in. The, the, the running backs was there. Jordan Tayamu, uh, 15 for 25, 175 yards. Again, not bad. It just wasn't enough. Like anytime they like, like the red zone um, stoppage was amazing by DC's defense. But again, another shout out to St. Louis, Washington, um, the the wide receiver Washington. Watch out for him if you watch one of St. Louis's games. Five receptions, 114 yards. Good money. Good money. He good good money. Good money. Um, Average 23 yards. But also, <laughs> can we give a clap up for St. Louis's defense too? Because they held, they held down DC to 15 yards. I mean, 15 points. The offense just wasn't able to score. If the offense was able to score the way they've been able to over the past four weeks, no, they've been able to put up points. They've been able to put up points these past few weeks. Um, and then DC. So DC. Cardale. I've defended you. I defended you for two weeks. Three weeks, actually, I defended you. Last week, you completely let me down. This week, until you until you improve and show... He only had two attempts, though. In, a, in, in one of those attempts was an interception. I know, but he only had two attempts. Fuck that. The reason why they took him out the goddamn game... Is it that interception? Because of the goddamn interception, and one, and literally your very first, your first or second throw of the goddamn game is an interception. Get him, get him out of there, get him out of there. He's been struggling for two weeks. So how you expect him to get it together if you're just gonna throw him right out? Him Give him more practice reps. Try him again in a different game. It's just again after he should have finished that game. No, if no, if if the past two weeks you literally been getting thirty piece. In the past two weeks, and then your first play in the third week, again the, the rule of three, consecutive, right? In the third week, if this is what you did again in your very first play was through an interception, nah, bro, you are you already starting off fucked up. But the quarterback after him didn't. He didn't do much, but he didn't need to. Exactly. Like, so what was the point of taking him out, bro? Because Cardell would have made it much worse. You don't know that. I believe so. I feel like Cardell. I'm not gonna say much worse. I just believe Cardell Jones would have made it worse. So like again, like I said, Seattle don't got a don't got a, like a, a soft defense. So is Jones done? You think they gonna? I want them to give him. I want them to give him one more game. Just not this game. No, not this game. So you gonna you gonna watch they play a harder? No, hard, give him a, give him a softball. Give him a softball. Fuck. Like let me see. Fucking give him Dallas. When we go up against fucking Dallas, give him Dallas. 
Dallas not gonna win. Give him Dallas. Oh, he's gonna do Dallas <laughs> like that. Give him Dallas. <laughs> All right. All right. Him, you see what I'm saying? Let him work it out there. Get it. Get your rhythm back. Get that little. Okay, yeah, I, I killed Dallas, but still, like I got me some sort of rhythm. Fuck it. But no, um, Jackson came in decent debut, nine for fourteen, only thirty nine yards. He didn't do too much of shit. The big, the big um, host of the game was Jay Presley with fifteen rushes and 107 yards. My nigga, my nigga, I told. And what did we say last week? If you lean on your running deep, if you run, if you lean on your running, it'll open up the passing. Lean on your running, it opens up the passing. That's why they shouldn't took them out. In the tree, a part of the tree. In the tree, a part of the tree. You get what we're saying here? Fuck! I don't see why the fuck is this so goddamn hard. But there was also a lot of fucking field goals being kicked. It was a lot of field goals this game. It's this been DC's problem all year. The points. We just we need a better we need a better offensive strategy. Something we said off um, off air was we both felt like DC just needs to change up their 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 the way they run their offense. Like we both felt like they need to lean more into like the read option, more into to to the, the run set up the the passing type of thing because what they doing right now with trying to let the pass and lead it's just not working mm-hmm. it's not working at all uh, but I know that again anytime I, I talk about DC it's a pretty long take but it's your time so um, you didn't pretty much say it all the only thing I disagree with you with is taking Jones out I think that Jones should have stayed into the game, in the game. The running game was doing so good that they could have, like you said, played off of that into the play action, which would have helped him get back into his groove, and he would have been just fine. Them taking him out is showing that they have no no confidence in him, and for that, the play is still going to suffer. And then putting him into in the position with the next team and the team after that is not going to be a good idea. He needs at least two games before he go play Houston just to be all right, to, you know what I'm saying, get his feet under him and be, and be back to him. Well, again, if, if, they start, if they start him next week, he got one. One. He got one game before we face Houston. And he already shaky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, uh, he already shaky now I'm because he's so bored to this Houston look at DC this. game. Look, he already shaky because they already not trusting him. So if they do play him next game, he going to end up probably fucking up. He could have without him got his fuck-ups out this game and still won the game. And would have been fine the next two games or so. So that's the only thing I don't agree with. They should have never took them out just because of that one interception. But uh, they won. I said they were going to win. I knew they were going to win. He did. He did. Shout out. Pass it. You going to leave it up there? And like he popped. Oh, and uh, he, he yeah. just left it up there, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they, uh, they did that thing. They needed the win. Like I said, they needed it. Uh, that's my take. Just, by the way, keep the one you're gonna use, the quarterback you're gonna use out there, man. Everybody make mistakes. They were already gonna win the game anyway, as you can see from the running game. I say, by the way, the score was 15 to 6. 15 to 6. Um, 15 DC, 6 St. Louis. So what is DC now? 3 and 2. 3 and 2. And St. Louis is 3 and 2. This is this was St. Louis' chance to go 4 and 1. They're, they're 3 and 2. It would look so much prettier if they was 4 and 1. It would look so much better. Yeah, but DC went better. Yeah, again, DC definitely did. Like, I'm not. When I saw the win, I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. Like, we, 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 we beat him. 
We beat him. Okay. I know I'm going to have to hear some shit about that, but it's fine. Next up, though. Next up. The final game. The final game. Again, this was my other contender for game of the week because of how explosive it was. Tampa Bay, 1-3 versus LA, 1-3. You want to start this one off? Because, again, I have... I have the stats. No, this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, can you want me to drop the stats? So you nah, I, you, all I need to say this year because I would, I'm going the same direction I went last week. You think this is a trash game? <laughs> Look at the score. You <laughs> think this is a trash game? No defense in this game. Look, I'm going to give you the score. 41-34 L.A. L.A. won a game. They had 41 points. They almost dropped a 50-burger. No defense in this game. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm, I guess it was exciting because of uh, the plays and all the So what the fuck do you be saying about games with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I like Patrick Mahomes. And that's the NFL. They put up like 40 the points defense, a game. The defense is already terrible in the XFL. So I can't just glorify the the the, the even worse defensive we, we, play. We will, not, we will not disrespect DC's defense. Well, they still they look they're not as bad as these two teams. No, right not now. at all, not at all. But I just can't accept a game with no defense. Okay. When a fifty burger was almost dropped and the game was still close. Okay. So yeah, that's my take. You might you might have a little bit more after after the, after the <laughs> stats, but let's let's get into this. So Cornelius, twenty two for thirty four, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, seven rushes for forty four yards, and another touchdown. He did everything in this game. Smith and Patrick yeah. had that two headed monster we spoke of last week. Smith and Patrick, twenty four yards, sixty uh, twenty four rushes, sixty nine yards for Smith. Seven rushes, 23 yards, and a touchdown for Patrick. The receivers in on Tampa Bay, Tolliver Horn and my nigga Williams. Shout out Williams. Tolliver, four receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown. Horn, nine receptions, 90 yards, one touchdown. Williams, five receptions, 86 yards, no touchdowns. Oh, that's Got his ass. But it's another one. one. Yeah. It's another one, though, right? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. I thought that was three or four of them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That was it. Um, the, the rest of them was defensive. The rest of them was, was defensive touchdowns. Again, you do have the stats quarter, so, so you, so you can't you can double check. Um, Give it to them. It wasn't like their defense. Go ahead, man. No, you're good. You're good. That's, now, that's Tampa Bay. Let's hop over here to L.A. Johnson. Putting up a strong case, a strong case for MVP, even though his team score, his team's record is not there. At least he's putting up a strong case for being in second place, purely based on stats and numbers of play. What have I always said about about when it comes to awards? They are about the stats. We know who MVP is. Johnson, 20 for 36, 288 yards, four touchdowns, only one INT with a 107 QBR. The receivers on in LA are dangerous. You got Smallwood, four receptions, 86 yards. Blacknall, three receptions, 78 yards. And McBride, three receptions, 38 yards. Uh, the, the rushing game didn't really do too much or nothing. Um, but they didn't need to. They didn't need to. The explosive passing offense 
And again, some good defensive plays, even though the defensive the defense was trash, like overall, there was some good defensive plays that resulted in touchdowns. Um oh yeah, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. I had a brain fart there for a second. Cornelius, I feel like as the game manager, he had overall, he had an overall, an overall game. Um the running back attack. Just like last week and just like the week before that, dangerous. Patrick and Smith are starting to find their groove and starting to bounce off of each other and go back to back. Um, I've been speaking highly of Williams and Tolliver for Tampa Bay for quite a while now. Horn is new to me, so that's something different. But definitely Williams and Tolliver are their two best receivers. With LA, Josh Johnson, an MVP candidate, at least a candidate. Um... And the receiving core with LA is, is one of the best receiving cores in the league. Is one of the, not the best, because they still gotta compete with Houston's receiving core, which I believe is the best. But LA definitely has the, the second best receiving core. Also, the game was won off of an interception. What? What are the uh, records for both of these teams? I don't remember. Are they both one and something? Coming Somebody into the, just got two something. Coming into the game, they were both one and three. LA leaves the game two and three. Tampa Bay is one and four. You do know why that is, right? Tampa Bay just ain't put it together. Some Tampa Bay just ain't put it together. Like for some reason, I don't. I don't. I think don't see the defense. The defense is just not cut before me. It seems like those turnovers and takeaways. Are giving to them, not them making the right play. I guess you can't say it's them making the right play because they had the right spot at the right time. I'm about to say. But it ain't them just tricking the quarterback. But that's the thing. Josh Johnson only threw one interception. Josh Johnson threw one interception. Cornelius threw two interceptions. So everything else was literally them doing what the fuck they wanted to do. Going up, exactly. Up down the field. That's just back and forth. But. Again, that's just 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 my my little tizzy. Uh Anything else you want to say about these guys? No, my 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 uh, how I felt did not change. No. <laughs> All right, so these were the XFL games for Week Five. We're gonna take ourselves a quick break here. We're gonna hear a word from our sponsor, the Anchor App. Thank you all so much for allowing us this platform. Um, after this, then we're gonna get into. The, the pretty much the halfway awards. We're gonna give y'all our um, best player halfway through. We'll give y'all our player of the week, worst player um, of the week, power rankings. Uh, so yeah, it's basically about to be mid-season awards for the XFL here on Talking Sports with Way and Crony. I need a little bit more pep. Now, we'll do it one more time, Way <laughs> and Crony. There we go. A little bit more pep. But we'll be right back here after a word from our sponsor, The Anchorman. So, next up, our XFL awards. You know, you know how we do our like our players of the week, our um, our worst of the week. We also are going to give you all the league leaders halfway through, and then we're going to give you our power rankings and our and our midseason MVPs. So four things. 
first, let's just get the league leaders out the way. The league lead, the top three in passing right now, PJ Walker with with 1,338 yards passing through five games. Josh Johnson, uh, 1,076 yards. Tayamu, 1,050 yards. Russian, Davion Smith from Tampa Bay, 365 yards rushing. Matt Jones from St. Louis, 314 yards rushing. And Jacquees Patrick, 254 yards. Receiving, Cam Phillips, number one, 455 yards. Dan Williams out of Tampa Bay, 338 yards. And Donald Parham out of Dallas, 307 yards. That's the offense. For the defense, the league leader in tackles right now is Steven Johnson from Seattle, 48 tackles. Um, And in second place, Ahmad Dixon with 44 tackles. And then there's a, a big tie with third place right now between like three people. Um, in sacks, the top three, Kavon Walker from New York, Cedric Reed from L.A., Anthony Johnson from D.C. Uh, and then with the interceptions, the top two are Dietrich Nichols from Houston and Cody Brown. Um, I forgot to see where Cody Brown is from. If I'm not mistaken, Cody Brown is out of L.A., but don't quote me on that. Those are our league leaders right now as far as statistics go. What do you think about that? Just his brief thoughts. I just think some people need to be in other places. Definitely <laughs> 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 make me think shit. It's just, you got your thinking. Yeah, just think like, so this person should be here or this person needs to be over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got you, got you, got you. Uh, next up, next up, next up, tire rankings for this week. Because you know the XFL best and worst is the glue that holds <laughs> talking sports together. It, 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 is, it is our cement. It's changing, you know. It's starting to, it's starting to uh, come together. You, know? you get me? It, it, it's starting to form like a whole show. But um, last week, last week, last week, <clears throat> caught, some, caught some flack and some criticism. Uh, because of how I placed DC, um, I do feel like I was justified last week, but people will be surprised. So last week goes as follows: number eight was Seattle, number seven was DC, number six was LA, number five was Tampa Bay, number four was New York. Number three was Dallas. Number two was St. Louis. And number one was Houston. This week, we got some dramatic ass well, changes. I was just thinking that, like, I know you switched that off. We got some dramatic <laughs> ass changes this week. So, in eighth place this week, Dallas. Eighth? Eighth. I'll explain. The reason why I have Dallas in eighth is because. Of the quarterback situation. The quarterback situation this week was so fucking bad. And again, mind you, mind you, 14. 14. Hold on. And let, let, me, let, me, let me double check myself. Let me double check myself really quick. Dallas rushed only 14 times. No. No, no, they put they're, they're, them all way at the bottom. No, yes. Just one game, yes. a game of yes. bad play calling. Yes, because I feel like next week they're gonna lose too. 
I feel like next week it's not gonna get any better. Again, I might be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. So I'm, let me think. Dallas is two and three. Three. Yes. So it's three teams that only got one game they won, and you put Dallas all the way at the bottom. Yes. 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 Again, I just feel like. I, and I believe I'm going to be proven right. And in every game they play. I believe I'm going to be proven right over the next few weeks. Because I feel like Dallas's regression is going to, to be there. Now, when Landry Jones comes back, I feel like it's going to be completely different. And Dallas might raise rise up in my power rankings. Um, but as of right now, I just believe... Who's ready? Um, I just believe that Dallas is over these next couple of weeks is gonna gonna drop again. I could be wrong though. I could definitely wrong right now. I, I could definitely be wrong. <laughs> you wrong right now. <laughs> uh, what? I know, right? Dr- dramatic, dramatic shift. Right. I knew that. I knew that one. Would, I knew that one above all else was gonna was gonna get people. Wow. Um, and number seven, I have Seattle. Um, this week, their play impressed me more than Dallas's play. Um, even though Seattle does only have one win, uh, I believe they I, they've been they've been in especially the, especially these past two weeks. They've been in every single game. They, they, and they were literally in it until the end against the best team in the league. They was in it until the end. With two seconds that they didn't get to play. Now, would it have made a difference? The world will never know. But it, it, it could have. You, you Again, you never know, sir. But number six, Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay dropped from number five last week to number six. Um, uh, Tampa Bay, again, I feel like has the pieces. They just haven't put them together. They have the pieces there. I read you the stat lines. And I'll give you the stat lines for the past couple of weeks from Seattle. They just haven't been able to put it together for a win. But they they ain't been going like no hoes. Like, like, they, like the talent has been showing up. Um, number five, rising up from number seven last week, is the D.C. Defenders. Is the D.C. Defenders. The defense I'm in the clap today. The, 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 put them down there the defense won me back. Last week I explained it was Cardell that brought them to seven. The defense won me back and got us up to five. Number four, LA. LA is two and three. Yes. But LA's play has been fool not me now. LA, LA's play has been phenomenal. LA's play has been phenomenal. Um, Josh Johnson has been balling. I've been again. I've been giving you the stats. Josh Johnson has been fucking balling. What else more do I need to say? Like Josh Johnson has been balling. He has been giving you MVP XFL like numbers. You can feel it when you said giving you. Giving you like. <laughs> He deserves that number four spot. Um, Number three, New York. Mm. Now, mind you, mind you, a couple weeks ago, Mm. like like week two, like, hold on, matter of fact, I'll just double check this real quick. Yeah, hold on, I I had to to get some more of the paperwork. So, 
Coming into week four, New York was at number eight coming into week four. Right? No, I think I had. No, I, I had. Coming them. into week four. Yeah. I had New York at number eight coming into week four. Okay. After week four, coming into week five, New York went from eight to four. People said I was crazy. People said I was fucking crazy. I did too. I was like, what? After week four, going into week five, after week five, they're at number three. They and and that's coming off of two good ass wins. Defense. Two good ass wins. Um, So New York definitely deserves their number three spot. Number two, St. Louis. Even though they lost to DC. Same, it was not necessarily same. The offense just couldn't get it together, uh, but the defense definitely stepped up. Um, so yeah, St. Louis stayed the same. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. one, one, one and two stays the same. Okay. So let me just kind of give you all this dramatic shift really quick. <laughs> so we've done um, three, four, and five. We've done three weeks of power rankings. Um, week three. Week three, four, five, Houston has never left number one. St. Louis has never left number two. For the first couple of weeks in three and four, Dallas held that number two, that number three slot down. They held that number three slot down. Dramatic drop to number eight after after um, week five. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, <laughs> New York, like I said, New York has rose consistently over the past few weeks. Um, LA, LA start was at number four, went to number six, and is back at number four. So my pretty much my thoughts on LA is that they've been like the fourth best team. Again, pretty consistent there. Um, DC went from six because I felt the loss was was bad. Um, then they lost again and went to seven, but because they had a good defensive showing, they went to five. So DC has been been doing some some mean fluctuation. I actually I do, but I predicted those two bad losses. I I I I can't go against my own thoughts in this. Um, Tampa Bay went from seven to five to six. So they, they they they've been like the the lower half of the league. Like they've been in the, the lower half this they whole time. They, I, I can definitely they're definitely going to stay there because um, they're like unless they make like a dramatic shift over the next five games and win all five games. And I caught it the first the first week. I yeah. said Tampa Bay. You did, yeah. Well, I know I said they 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 will be the worst team. Yeah, you did. He did. If he had, go back to to episode one, I'm, I'm, he he definitely did. Um, Seattle went from five down to eight, up to um, up to seven. So Seattle's had a dramatic drop. Um, with the, with Brandon Silver's going out, he was picking up momentum. Then they brought in B.J. Daniels. He did his damn thing, but it wasn't impressive enough um, in week four to really do too much. To, to, you know, change my thoughts on Seattle. And then coming into this week, um, again, he was able to bump them up from the eight. He was able to bump them up from eight to seven. So he did, he did decent. He got them up a spot. 
And then, like I said, with Dallas, Dallas has just had like a major, a major drop to me. Uh, but again, those are my power rankings. All right, well, uh, mine from last week, uh, number eight was uh, L.A. Number seven was Tampa Bay. Number six was Seattle. Number five was uh, New York. Number four was D.C. Number three was Dallas. Two, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And one, MVP. MVP. I've had some changes, too. So, uh, let's get into it. I put Tampa Bay eighth. They can run that ball. But other than that... You don't like as much substance? I feel, like you said, they, if they... Can put it together. Can put it together somewhere. Some, they need to just to get some people off and put some people on, obviously. And then they'll be pretty good, but they can't do that. So, they're going to stay down there. Um, number seven, I got Seattle. Uh, number six, I got LA. Okay. Number five, I got Dallas. Okay. Now, uh, DC is still the same. I'm not changing them yet. They're still number four. They have, they've been number four for like the, the last two, three weeks. I yeah, think. yeah, they've been, yes, they they been yes, right they there. I'm not switching on my heads. You know I didn't. I didn't switch on them. I just. I just knew. I knew what was coming. That's all. Well, they're number four. Uh, the big surprise is the number three slot. Uh, we actually agree on something. New York. <laughs> New York is out here. Two one. Y'all know me. The defense. They they've been stepping it up. Uh, and. and and they stay on this run, and that defense can stay consi- consistent. Uh, they might stay there. I ain't gonna say they're gonna rise, but they might stay there. If, if New York might might have a decent little football team, right? Um, which I'm actually hoping for. I haven't said before. He, um, like, he likes New York football. And the one, uh, two, and one is the same. Same yeah, Louis Houston or MVP. So that's our power rankings for the week. The next up. XFL best and worst. You got yours together? Yeah. Just in case you need a reminder over what you got the past few weeks. So, uh, my best for this week, honestly, is going to be. I was I was switching back and forth between Cornelius from Tampa Bay because, like I said, he had an overall game, um, and Josh Johnson from LA. And I feel like the best this week was Josh Johnson from LA. I feel like Josh, Josh Johnson uh, pulled it out with the win. Josh Johnson from LA is my best of this week. Uh, again, just to, to read the stat line, if, if I may. Just to read the stat line very quickly. Josh Johnson, 20 for 36, 288 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Josh Johnson, best of the week. Uh, my worst of this week goes to also have to switch this one up. Um, I was gonna put Cardell, but I had to. I had to think about it. Like he said, he only had two snaps, two possessions, 
two passes. Um, even though the one of those first two was an interception, he didn't have enough to truly even attempt to earn any awards this week. So the worst of the week is going to go to Philip Nelson um, from Dallas. Because I, I feel like Philip Nelson is the reason why Dallas dropped down to number eight in the power ranking. So I feel like Philip Nelson is Philip Nelson is definitely my XFL worst of the week. And by the way, LA, this is LA. This is the, the third time I picked an LA player as my player of the week. First week was Isaac Spruce, which please heal up very soon. Um, second week was Martez Carter. Um, and then this week is Cornelius. I mean, you're not going to know this. This week is Josh Johnson. Uh, well, my uh, player of the week is uh, Walker Brady. Okay. MVP. Okay. Over 300 yards. Okay. Okay. I called that last week as well. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know how to explain that as MVP of the league right now. Um, we almost had the same for worst player of the week. But I have to give it to the coach. Well, the play caller. Ooh, he uh, of yeah. Dallas. Ooh, he didn't give it to a player. He's giving it to a coach. The play caller. Y'all got away from what y'all are and lost the game. Bob Stoops. He's coming for you, Coach Stoops. <laughs> now, <laughs> is that acceptable? Can I? He's coming for you, Coach Stoops. That's just something I mean, is your worst of the week. Wow. It's gotta be, man. Okay. If they would have ran that they would have ran that football. 14 rushes, only 14. They would have been fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is our XFL best and worst of the week, which is our most prized award here on Talking Sports. But we do have a new award. You ready? This award is the mid-season MVP. We know who that is. Mid-season MVP. <laughs> so, he's just over here convinced that the mid-season MVP is MVP. Is it MVP? Right? <laughs> who else is it? Come on, man. I have an argument. Don't say what I think you're about to say. For Josh Johnson. I have an argument for Josh Johnson. Um, Josh Johnson did not play the first week. So one of the losses that LA has cannot be attributed to him. Uh, that still would put him at three and two, but I feel like his stat line at this point would be better. The reason why I'm saying I feel like his stat line would be better is because he's only 300. He's yeah, he's had, he's on like a 200, um, 260 yards behind Walker for the passing yards. He's only 260 yards behind, and he dropped 288 in this game. So are you saying he can be a candidate? Or yes. He is. I, for, for, I, I feel like he has a case to be candidate, but again, you can't argue with perfection. So who is P.J. Walker? It's P.J. Walker. It's P.J. Walker. It is P.J. Walker. I just had to make an argument for Josh Johnson. He's in MVP contention, and if he can get the L.A. Wildcats to the playoffs, he might fuck around and win it. Fuck around and win it. Like, it just depends. Um, I don't, has Houston played L.A. yet? I don't think Houston's played L.A. yet. Which is, I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, uh, like, hold on. He can double check. I don't think Houston's played L.A. yet. But 
Um, these, this has been, all of these things have been our XFL mid-season awards, our players yep, of the week. Yep, they beat the crap out of them. Did they? 37 they to 17. Ooh, they dog walked. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 what we First week. Oh, see, no, no, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm glad he said that because that proves my point. That was Josh Johnson didn't play. Josh Johnson didn't play that first week. That was first week. That was that other quarterback. Josh Johnson didn't play that first week. He was hurt. It ain't his fault. He's still So, ball. let's see what happens when He's Josh Johnson faced P.J. Walker. Then we're going to see what's really up. Uh, but, no, like I said, that was our power rankings, players of the week. Um, mid-season MVP and yeah that was everything that we gave you so far we'll be right back here on Talking Sports with Wayne Crony with the first ever I can't even get it out because I'm so excited the first ever Crony's Corner (laughs) (laughs) we'll be right back here on Talking Sports Welcome back to Talking Sports with Wayne Crony. This is Crony's Corner. Uh, today, I just wanted to uh, get on the subject of giving people their flowers while they're here. And today, I want to give my flowers to LeBron James, the king. Yeah, I'm LeBron <laughs> uh, I do feel co-heartedly that uh, LeBron is one of the two greatest players who ever played the game. Uh, right next to Michael Jordan. Uh, I give it to Michael Jordan because, you know, he's 6-0 in the finals. is the GOAT. He ain't got six rings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but LeBron is a strong, definitely the, num- the second best in an NBA player to ever live. Uh, he has the, what, that second highest selling shoe. Uh, he averaged 27, 7, and 7 for his career, and he's still playing at the age of 35 in his 17th year, second runner-up in the MVP, um, and leading the, sit, the uh, league in assists. So, again, I just want to give my flowers to him now while he's here and while he's still playing the game. Uh, one of the greatest off-the-court uh, ambassadors. I'm going to say, do you, feel people like, do you feel people disrespect LeBron? Of course. Of course, they make it seem like because he makes the best basketball play, he's the softest player to ever play the game. Like, yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I just want to get my flowers while I can, while I, while, while he's here and while I can. Uh, and this is Cronin's Corner, and we'll be back with Ways uh, and Cronin's Talking Sports. Talking sports with Wayne Crony. After that fantastic Crony's corner, we're gonna start doing that more often. He's gonna find the bone to pick, and we're gonna let him pick it. And I'm just gonna sit back here and chill while he picked that bone. <laughs> the last thing we're gonna talk about is a very interesting question. Matter of fact, it's, it's two things. Um, both surrounding the NBA, though. Normally we have more than one NBA question of the week or things that we can debate. Uh, but this time we only have one, and then we also have some information. So let's let's get to the question first, which is, 
Do you, sir, believe that Russell Westbrook's hard-headed and stubbornness is going to stop the Rockets in the playoffs? Y'all know me. If I could have a Harden jersey on or a Westbrook jersey on right now, I would. But no, no, I, I, I personally don't. I know he has a hard head, and a hard head makes a soft ass. But I, I just, James and Russ, I feel like are actual friends compared to Russ and KD. So I feel like it'll work a lot better. That's all I have to say. That's it? And that, that's, all, that's all I have to say. I know, right? Very, very, very short, very brief, okay. very to the point. All right. Because uh, you, because you, I get to the point. I'm uh, saying you apparently had a lot. I mean, I do got a lot of things to say about the Rockets and their organization as a whole, but I'm not going to get into all of that for this question. Okay. Um. No, I don't think his hard headedness will disrupt this team or stop them from making a good run in the playoffs. The coach and his dumb decisions is what's going to stop them from making a run and or a deep run in the playoffs. Did he just disrespect Mike D'Antoni? Yeah, I did. And I'm going to keep doing it. Um, um, matter, matter of fact, I can't even defend D'Antoni. I can't, I can't defend D'Antoni. So, the ahead. problem with the Rockets, like, what, they, they just had, like, a four-game losing streak or something like that recently. Um, losing streak? Yeah, they just lost the last couple games. They just won last night. Mm. Yeah, so I, they lost. It, had, it was at least, I want to say three, three or four. But anyway. got to double check these things. It's not Westbrook who's causing things to look bad at times for them. It's the role players and they're not hitting shots. Russell Westbrook. Ooh, I thought he was about to come in, my boy. Harden. Russell, it's Harden, too. Watch your mouth. Watch it's your mouth. It's too. Watch your mouth. He's shooting. Um, we will have no James Harden slander on talking sports. For the last we will month, have no James Harden slander. For the last month, James Harden has been shooting thirty percent or below from behind the three point line. If you need to look it up, look it up. But when LeBron shoots thirty percent and below, they're like, "But LeBron's not a shooter." LeBron is not shooting thirty percent from the field now behind the three point line. And LeBron's so good at everything else that it doesn't see, see from the three-point line. That team wins yeah. off of him hitting threes. Without those threes made, last night they made 15 threes, they won. The last couple games before that, they only hit like five threes in the whole game, they lose. The only way they're going to win games is if they're hitting those three-point shots. Westbrook is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing and he's giving, you know what I'm saying, he's averaging good points and things like that off of what he's doing. But the team is not going to win unless they're hitting shots, and that's what they're not doing. Um, I don't really appreciate that. But, no, I Facts. just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Facts. I don't, I don't, I don't believe, I can't never say this man's full name. So, Westbrook, there we go. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, whenever I, it's not like, wherever I said. Um. But yeah, um, Westbrook. For some reason, people feel like he does like a Velociraptor, um, but that's <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. He do though. But like, I I, I I believe that like he is not. I don't. I don't believe that like his stubbornness is gonna get in the way. Like, I just, 
I just I just feel like this something magical is gonna happen in the playoffs. Playoffs is a different animal. We'll see when we get there. But no, I personally said it about Russ. I personally don't believe that it's gonna be something that stops the Rockets in the playoffs. I don't believe the stubbornness is gonna do that. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Because this is your squad. Squad. I like to be honest when it comes to the NBA. I don't. I just don't believe that's gonna stop. So them. I'm going to ask you this: Do you believe they're going to make a long run in the playoffs? Yes. I'm seeing conference finals. I'm especially the way it's going what? right now. Hold on, because if the Rockets continue to win and the Clippers continue to have whatever kind of shaky thing that they're doing right now, that that has been getting better. That has been they've been getting better. They have been getting better. But for a while there, they were, they were shaky for That's a while there. Because it, the whole the whole roster didn't play only play less. They let play less than ten games. Together. If if the Clippers fall to four, and the Rockets can get that third spot, if the Clippers fall to four, and the Rockets can get that three spot, that would mean the two LA teams would face off. In the second round, it's always a possibility. <laughs> you want it? It's always man. a possibility. <laughs> now, will I 100% tell you that I believe that Russell Westbrook is going to be able and James Harden are going to be able to go through both LeBron and Kawhi in the same playoffs? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm not even going to bullshit. I like the honesty. I'm not even going to bullshit you. I don't think. But you gonna, have faith. I have faith. That's all it is. I don't even see how you have faith. I have faith. Because I have two guys. I'm a team loyalist. (laughs) He was just talking about me in DC. It's not that I was never loyal to DC. (laughs) You ain't loyal. I just questioned things about DC. As I just question things about DC. You are not loyal to DC. I am. You loyal to the Raptors. I give you that all day. Rockets. I mean, yeah, the Rockies. Yes, 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 yes. I, the, the Raptors, the, Rockies. the comment about Westbrook is what makes me. He's just like a fucking Velociraptor. You ain't never seen that meme. I would call him Raptors for now. I can't stand you. <laughs> you did it. Let's get off you, the team. Let's get off the team. No, because we have, <laughs> I have something to say. Sir, you okay? Because you say different. Because your, your statements just be choking me up, bro. <laughs> I can't help you. You said different monsters in the playoffs. Yes. Who? Because I know you ain't talking about Westbrook or Harden. I feel like them together can become like what's the word? What's the what's the? Uh, the only time they really made noise in the playoffs and when they made it to the finals, who they had? Well, when when the Rockets made it to the to the. No, I ain't talk, I'm just talking oh, about them too. Oh, the, oh, and they made oh when Westbrook made it to the finals. Oh, Westbrook and Harden. Oh yeah, you're right. They both were on the team. It, it was, was KD. It was KD. It was KD. You're right. You're right. You're I'm right. I'm tired of Harden choking. I'm too. so tired of him choking. I am too. And Westbrook, as long as he don't shoot no threes and just you know do what he's been doing for the Rockets, he'll be fine. Buckets, buckets. Uh, but it's all on Harden. I feel this all is, all of it's on Harden. Back in the shot. Back in the shot. That fans. All of it. <laughs> but yeah, you um uh, you gotta have faith in your team. Bro. I do, I do. And again, I'm you're right, I'm not as much of a DC loyalist as I am to the Rockets, but we are through five weeks of loyalty. Um no, you in three. 
need some loyalty. <laughs> I beat you five weeks. Like, we got five weeks of games. But I have, I've rolled with DC. For three of them. No, for four. For three of them. The only one I did. You just had them in your power. Low in your power ranking. No, but the only time I picked DC to lose was against St. Louis. The past, the other four weeks, I picked DC to win every time. I just, the only, thing, only time was literally week five was the only week I did not pick DC to win. So, four for one, I mean, four and five, like, I think that's, that's pretty low, 80%. <laughs> um, uh, but the last thing that we're going to talk about, the last subject, is a very, very serious subject. Yeah. Um, so, we've, so, we've covered here in the Waze world, like, in the whole um, universe that we're creating here. We've discussed the coronavirus on... Uh, the Ways World podcast, and I believe we discussed the coronavirus before on the Ways World broadcast. Uh, now the way now the coronavirus has reached talking sports because it has affected many a sport. Just a list of some of the things um, that's been going on with wrestling. Um, wrestling is talking about having empty arena shows, which means. Nobody can come to the shows, like empty arena completely. Um, in basketball, there's been talks of empty arena, empty arena basketball games. Yep. Um, they already split up the media. They split the media they away from the players. Not, yeah, they take, they know, it's only people that's in the uh, locker rooms are the players and coaches. You can't put media can go in there and nothing. Um, I also believe that. Uh, the XFL was considering empty arena, starting to do empty arena games because of the coronavirus. Um, the it is definitely going to hurt. Um, hopefully, again, it subsides by the time the NFL kicks up, and we don't even have to think about that. Um, the Ivy League basketball NCAA conference um, they canceled their their conference games. Like the the regular season winners are the automatic winners of. The Ivy League this year. There's no tournament. How every like basketball conference has a tournament to see who who's the winner. Yeah, there's no Ivy League tournament. Um, and there's been other schools talking about tournaments being canceled. Uh, and I know this isn't sports related, but even like Coachella, a couple of rock concerts, like uh, I think it was one called SXSW or something like that. Um, I think that's like might be South by Southwest. I might be tripping. Um, but yeah, it's just. This, this coronavirus, I don't know how serious it is, 100%. I haven't looked up the details. I haven't um, gone into extreme, like, research about this. I've heard from some places it's like the flu. I've heard from some places it's a little bit worse. Um, just be safe. They say that most people who really need to worry about it is elderly and the children. sick people. Take it serious, and then we end up with fucking zombie land. Right. 
Um, and then I would hate to take it too serious that I become a fucking um, a quarantine, and then I fucking just quarantine myself and be like walking around consistently with a bottle of hand sanitizer, which by the way is not a bad idea, honestly. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be one of those people that are like, oh, eh. I like just all extra, just nah. I, I, I'm in, like I said, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle on this. But it has affected sports. It has affected sports. And people are trying to avoid it being spread. So we just, from talking sports and the rest of the ways we're the universe, uh, we just hope everybody is being clean. We hope that everybody sanitizes. We hope everybody, if you feel any of the symptoms um, that you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, that you get immediate medical help. If you even think it's a slight chance that you may have it, go get medical yeah, help. Flu symptoms. Yeah, yeah like, flu like, symptoms. like this is nothing to play with and you should definitely um, take this serious. But we'll be right back here with the outro on Talking Sports with Wade and Chrome. XFL week five, we gave you our XFL power rankings, our XFL players of the week, and we also gave you our mid-season MVP, which overall, just one more time, is PJ Walker. So, final clap up of the, of the show for PJ Walker. MVP. MVP. And we also talked about the coronavirus reaching sports, and we gave you all our NBA question of the week, which was, is Russell Westbrook like his hard-headedness enough to stop the Rockets in the playoffs? No. He believes no. As usual, tell us who you all think won the debate. This week, I think I got his ass. Personally, I think I got his ass. Like, through five weeks of the show, I think I think I broke the tie. It was, it was 2-2 going into game five. I think I won this one to close it out. Um... I, I, I don't know. You was tripping pussy dollars today. We'll see. We'll see if, if we won, if I won these arguments. But let us know. But as usual, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere else that you get your local podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button down there. Make sure you hit that red subscribe button so you can stay tuned for all episodes of Talking Sports with Wayne and Crony and everything else inside the Ways World Universe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, make sure you rate us five stars. The higher the rates, the better production that we can go ahead and bring you all, you know, and the more views we get. We definitely appreciate everybody that watches. If you're watching day or night, this has been Talking Sports with Wade and Crony. Have yourself a good day in the day and a good night at night. Mm-hmm.